Hey, I'm Ryan Reynolds. Recently, I asked Mint Mobile's legal team if big wireless companies are allowed to raise prices due to inflation. They said yes. And then when I asked if raising prices technically violates those onerous two-year contracts, they said, what the f*** are you talking about, you insane Hollywood ass. So to recap, we're cutting the price of Mint Unlimited from $30 a month to just $15 a month. Give it a try at mintmobile.com slash switch. $45 up front for three months plus taxes and fees. Promote for new customers for limited time. Unlimited more than 40 gigabytes per month. Slows. Full terms at mintmobile.com. Hey, hey. What are you doing? I'm Paddy Power. I get that, but why are you wearing nothing but a pair of green underpants with your own name on the waistband? That's what I do. It gets people's attention. This is a radio ad. I'm the only one who can see you. Oh, Oh, well, this is awkward. You could at least have waxed. Sign up to Paddy Power today at paddypower.com forward slash ramble and get a free 20 quid bet once you bet a tenner. And I might even keep my clothes on. But look how flattering it is when I jump up and down. Ole, 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 ole. Please stop. Pick up a podcast. Oh, you have, ladies and gentlemen. Welcome to the Football Ramble. Lovely to have you back for another week. I do love you lot. Uh, <laughs> my name's Marcus, and I've got Pete with me. Yes, yes, hello. Luke's here. Flavor, all right. Jim makes up hello. the thrilling three. Deep. Oh, deep. How are we, men? Well. Good. Beautiful, beautiful. Right. After uh, Noble got sent off for West Ham, Big Sam was watching it, presumably on his laptop, and he disagreed with the second bookable offence, and thus said... He needs a new laptop. If you could get Big Sam a gift, what would it be, Pete? I'd get him um, uh, some kind of course in how computers work, maybe. Or, <laughs> or possibly yeah, just... They, a, they don't edit reality. Yeah, they don't edit reality. <laughs> Bearing in mind, uh, Noble's got 37 yellows, 3 reds from 161 Premier League games. That's a lot. That is quite mm. That is a lot. Uh, I'd Take probably, a look at yourself, Noble. <laughs> I'd also um, get him a keyboard protector for gravy. Kiss gravy. Oh. Uh, Early mench for gravy. It's going to be splashback, a, isn't it? I knew it would happen. Yeah. A cheap shot. Yeah. N- new knees. Probably under a lot of pressure right now. Another cheap <laughs> shot. Go for your hat trick, mate. Go for your hat trick. Okay. Um, I would get him Pace some maker. invisible undies. Because <laughs> it doesn't matter what he wears anyway, because he has not even a nascent gut. It's a gigantic gut. <laughs> No, yeah. he's not. He's a normal size football manager, if anything. Yeah, he's an yeah. English football manager. Yeah. Actually, I'm trying to think of a fatter Premier League manager than Allardyce. It's probably not one. Yeah. Mm. Yeah, we'll come out to that. Luke, uh, what have you got? Okay. Um, I would like to purchase him a copy of Football Manager for his new laptop. Oh, yes. So he can finally live his dream uh-huh. of managing Real Madrid or Inter ah, without the prejudice yes. of, uh, of real-life management. Of everybody else. Yes. Yeah, exactly. Let's have the quote. Uh, the on. quote is, um, I should be... Uh, no, I'm not suited to Bolton or Blackburn. Mm-hmm. I would be more suited to Inter or Real Madrid. It wouldn't be a problem for me to go to manage those clubs because I would win the double or the league every time. He starts off saying double. He rows back a bit to the boathouse <laughs> saying the league. All right, just the league this time. Doesn't matter, Sam. You're not getting the job. Can I have a bit of, <laughs> bit of, was bit of gravy with, on that paella? <laughs> that was said with tongue firmly in cheek, though, wasn't it? Very much. And Jim. also probably a massive roast dinner that comes in a big Yorkshire pudding. <laughs> also... In its entirety, in one of his cheeks, yeah. like a, like a hamster, just just digging it out. Yeah. He's got so many full ones in oh, there. No, the only problem with that on his head like a beret and just munches <laughs> through it. The only problem with that hamster analogy is that he would never leave food in his mouth that long. Wayne might be saving it. Wayne Rooney's headband kind of looks like a half-eaten Sam Allardyce Yorkshire pudding that he's just putting his he's head. Eating he's eating the bottom eat, out of he's it. He's eating the yeah. bottom yeah. out of yeah, it. That's true. Uh, big Sam. Loves a Toby Calvary, doesn't he? Yeah. As we all do. Does. I mean, there's no shame in that. He resembles gonna... a Toby Jug. Yeah. <laughs> Jim, what have you got for us, babe? Uh, continuing the very mature gravy theme. Yeah. Uh, you know, every Christmas when Hugh Fernley Whittingstall shoves loads of different, like, oh, edi- bird edible in birds bird, in inside bird, themselves, in bird, yeah. I just, <laughs> just get him one of them in, like, a big barrel of gravy. <laughs> would it be birds or would it be other other things? Whatever he'd want, really. Okay. Gammon? Any, any animal. I'm sure he's probably quite open to trying different meat. <laughs> as, as we all are. Yeah. Yeah. We're not meat fascists here. No. no. Oh, dear. Uh, yeah, I'd probably give him some um, some stock cubes. 
so he could get going with his own gravy. Yeah. Yeah. Anybody got a problem with that? No, good. Um, uh, who's got the points? Al Luke's got the points. Thank you. Yours was a, a gravy-less answer. Yeah. <laughs> I felt like mine was less of a cheap shot. It was still a bit of a cheap shot, but not as bad. You're harking back to one of the man's great quotes. Yeah, I'm only, yeah. I'm only, I'm only giving him what he said himself. Exactly. You only beat what's put in front of you. Yeah. Um, what's put in front of you. <laughs> That is also true, yeah. I mean, what, what the people out there don't realise is that we've recorded, you know, ten minutes of this show before and the computer broke so we're having to do it again. Yeah. Uh, so, if anything, we've ramped up the abuse towards... <laughs> <laughs> it, was, it was the first time we recorded this start. It was kind of all right. When, we, do it again, when we have to do it again in a minute, it'll just be, Ah, Dodge, what a can! <laughs> <laughs> That's a little bit. <laughs> Luke, Luke won the points both times, though. Yeah, he did. I was consistent. And I should least. be claiming both of them. <laughs> <laughs> it's, like, it's like when a game's cooled off. It gone by a certain minute, so yeah. I get the key. Yeah. Is it, well, a, it was a six-pointer, that. Yeah, it was. <laughs> the definition. Mm. Uh, oh. Dear, oh dear, let's move on to the Premier League, uh, where Manchester <laughs> City beat Manchester United 4-1. That was the same mm. in the previous. David Moyes might, might wish it wasn't. Yeah, that's true. Well, Moyes, um, uh, they, they talked about he had a few tests, didn't he, at the start of his Manchester United reign. The one, uh, first one, I think, was against uh, Liverpool. Or was it Chelsea? I, I, personally, I didn't think he failed the Chelsea test, but there was there was the Liverpool one, which of course they lost. He failed. Did he not Manchester have, City was a big one. Did they not have to test him for the, those mit- mitochondrion that uh, Jedi's have? Did they have to test him for that? Did they? <laughs> well, obviously, Alex strange. Ferguson's like this this chosen one kind of character. Yeah. That's probably yeah. what the Premier League. That's a fit and proper person kind of thing. <laughs> yeah. Doing things like that. That's why so many people. Um, but uh, yeah, Moyes, they lost. Uh, it's 4-1. interesting. Hammered for one. It's early to. But, well, what uh, are they hammered though? But, Luke? Uh, well, uh, I mean, if you took, I mean, this is a crazy thing to say, really. But if you take the the goals away from the stats columns and look at all the other stats, it wasn't really a hammering on paper. Obviously, they got beat four, so mm. it's, it's a poor result, whichever way you look at it. Yeah. It was one of those things where the manner of the defeat was also very, very discouraging. And if they're not careful, although it is early to say, and we've been over the upheaval and the transition period, they'll have to go through. But it looks like Moyes is just um, transposing his big four. Record to Manchester United mm. because because the, his record against mm. big big clubs was difficult and and it, they didn't really have much success doing it so they've got to be careful. I mean that some of the individual performances were poor, really poor actually. In fact, I actually thought Valencia was just as bad as just as culpable as Ashley Young, but he sort of got away with it because Ashley Young was is, is a convenient and rightly so scapegoat at the moment. Um, but yeah, I mean they were they were. We've had a, a go at Ashley Young a couple of times recently on this show. Yeah, and he, and, and he, has he deserves poor. it. Though. He needs he's to. been poor, and, and, and the frustrating thing is he's a good player. We've seen him play very well in the Premier League. How long does he become a good player? How long does he keep being a good player, though? How how many poor performances does he need to put out? In mm. a way, it links into the whole England thing. I mean, he, he plays for England when he's mm. fit a lot of the time, and should he be playing for them? He... Well, he, he's, he's he's playing badly for country and club. Yeah, yeah. I think a lot of this though um, is down to Moyes working out what he has within his squad. You know, you can you can look at as many videos and, and whatnot as you like, but, he, you know, he has to find out firsthand from his own experiences yeah. of managing the team what certain players can do for him. So I'm sure he probably will get a rest in a little while, but he needs to, you know, give them all a chance, doesn't he? I think I think the problem is it's a derby game, so, so mm. the fans rightly expect a certain level of performance, a certain level of desire. Sometimes you get beaten by good teams, and Man City are a good team, but the manner in which they conceded goals and the manner in which they conducted themselves, Manchester United, on occasion during that game was, was really, really poor. I mean, there was, I think it was the third goal where Company intercepted the Ashley Young pass. Not long before Ashley Young was dragged off, I don't think. Company was straight yeah. up there. Well, I mean, Ashley, Young Ashley Young didn't even try to get the ball back. Yeah. Now, yeah. at any level of football, you know, you're always told if you give it away, you don't want to drag yourself all out of shape and stuff like that. But you need to at least try to get the ball back. And if he attracts company, he should be faster than company. He's a that's, winger. That's, that's it's come to that with Young, perhaps. Like you're you're actually saying you've got to at least try. Yeah. to track back. <laughs> indeed. He, he's just he just head down all the time. His end product's poor. He doesn't really seem to do anything. He, I mean, I saw someone in the Guardian today saying like he's he's in danger of becoming known for the guy who just dives. He doesn't do anything else. Yeah. And 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 if you look at who they've got on the bench, it's particularly Shinji Kagawa. Now they're different, slightly different players, but I mean, what Kagawa's got to do to get in that team? I mean, presumably he's fit. I know he has an awful mm. lot of football recently, yeah. but he sh- he should at least be playing a part in these games. Mm. And then and then when United take off Ashley Young and shuffle it a bit and bring on Tom Cleverley, who you know isn't really that great either, then you really start to realise how 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 mm. big their problems are. Hey, what do I you mean, think of Rooney's performance? Because actually, I, I didn't think he did too badly. What I mean, a free kick! Know, 
Yeah, yeah it, it was an incredible free kick. A couple of a world class free kick. Oh, for it was me. magnificent. It could not have been put. It could have been put maybe a postage stamp to the right better. Yeah, yeah, yeah. yeah. One of the great meaningless goals. <laughs> it was. It was in the top three free kicks of the weekend. You say meaningless <laughs> goals, but I think I'm right in saying he's now the top scorer in Manchester derbies. Yeah. Yes. What a way to do. Wow. That'll be a consolation to many United fans today, <laughs> wouldn't it? I thought, I just, there's too many stats nowadays. You know, 20 years ago, nobody thought about this crap. It's nonsense. No. It really is. <laughs> one, uh, I wonder school. how many of them say it now. <laughs> Wonder how many Messi holds? I think it's some oh, ridiculous. <laughs> no, no, just generally. Same like, as me, mate. Same highest me. stat for whatever. I think there was something like 130 <laughs> records he broke last season or something. Lazy, yeah, lazy. Isn't I it? mean, I mean, for me, the, the most sort of telling thing was um, how drunk Fellaini looked. Yeah. Um, the fact that Nazri had so much space to finish off that. He had a lovely know, time. And, and he's a, and he's a man who's you know who hasn't didn't have a great season last season, but you know if he can sort of kick on and put a couple of performances in, I think um, you know they may make 10 percent of their money. Back. Back on, so are, on you, Sammy Nazari. are you um, suggesting that United were hammered because they were quite literally hammered? hammered. Yeah. I just think they just they, oh. they, they were at really important times. They suddenly got really distracted by a hoarding. I have, I have, <laughs> I have heard disturbing rumours, and I can't substantiate them. They are just rumours. Just put a, them out there. Then it's a big, it's a big heroin culture at Maynard. <laughs> And uh, Ashley Young and Valencia in particular. I mean, I saw Valencia. Was it started by Big Ron? Valencia was supposed to take a corner at one point, and he was. Just, I saw him just nodding off. <laughs> He's just nodding off, um, just drooling, like a seventies psychedelic guitarist. <laughs> Not a performance-enhancing drug. No, fair like Bubs in the Wire. Yeah, like yeah. drooling. Yeah. <laughs> <laughs> Ashley, well, Ashley Young is Marlow, isn't he? He looks like Marlow <laughs> very much. Though. <laughs> he, needs, he still needs to stop getting high on his own supply. That's what he needs to stop doing. <laughs> we, we've been critical of Manchester United. Uh, none of these people are on drugs. We, <laughs> <laughs> to our knowledge. But if they get the FA Cup final and they've penned a magnificent. Recently, yeah. uh, psychedelic song. Then. <laughs> well, yeah. Who knows, uh, Jim? What about Manchester City, though? Yeah, I mean, Four credit, goals. credit to them as, as much Four as United goals. have been criticised here. What like, an opening uh, goal. Sergio Aguero's goal, like, absolutely magnificent. He looks like the player he was a couple of seasons ago. He wasn't, so, wasn't, so, didn't seem quite himself for large periods of last season, did he? But that, that kind of volley was the kind of thing we were getting. Um, perhaps he did. Yeah, but well, yeah. I, think, I think it's more to do with the fact they won the league for the first time in so long, and there's sort yeah. of a natural inertia. Gary absolutely. Neville talks about it quite a lot. It's so hard to raise yourself to that level again. Yeah. Mm. yeah. But yeah, I mean, it's not just Aguero as well. I mean, Yago Toure, Vincent and Company, or their big players are performing for Pellegrini. And, um, well, we, absolutely. We touched earlier on in the, the show that will we'll never be heard. Touched on um, that. <laughs> um, yeah, touched on that. Earlier and how sort of it seemed like the players weren't playing for Mancini at the end. No, and you, you almost forget how good some of these individuals are. And it, even Sami Nazri as well looked like he was just a passenger for a large part of last mm. season. He was excellent as well. Uh, Jesus Navas was getting involved yeah. as well. I mean, I, he's he's that. I, mean I, I was at the cup final when they obviously were beaten by Wigan. And if you didn't know any better, and it, Nazri and Toure, their performance at the weekend compared to their performance in the cup final, like different, different players. Different. And, and, and I don't know what sort of, I mean, it's, it, in a way, this Nazri fact about him covering the most ground on the pitch uh, really sums up what we're saying, which is that Manchester United were in, in, in the situation where they were chasing that game for well, all of it, pretty much. And how is a Man City player covering the most ground on the pitch by a dis- some distance? It's, it doesn't make any sense. Mm-hmm. And it just shows you that what can happen is, you know, if a player performs badly in one particular uh, position or two or three positions, it can it can infiltrate the rest of the team. And Rio Ferdinand was making... Remember Rio Ferdinand years and years ago? He was so good, yeah. but he was having concentration issue, issues. Yeah, it just seemed right. like it was just because it was too easy for him. There would be he's about... having those concentration issues now, and he's nowhere near that level. Yeah. Well, yeah, I mean, how old is Ferdinand? 33, 34. Mm. Well, I imagine that him, uh, players like him, players like Flaney, players like Young, are dragging that average down, you know, the amount of metres covered per match, you know what I mean? It's well, like, yeah. you know... Mm. Where, where certainly, I mean, yeah, it certainly seems that way. I, I think I mean, you shouldn't take anything away from City. They're a good team, and that and it's a good win, and that will happen against good teams. That's it. But there's no excuse for for the manner of a defeat. Many in many ways, similar to how they lost to Liverpool, they started to get petulant, mm, yeah, they yeah. started to make silly errors, and that's what happened. And it could have been more than four, really. What I would say to Manchester United fans, though, four-one uh, away at City is not as bad as six-one at home to City. Yeah. 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 <laughs> Don't worry. <laughs> also, you've, you've lived through worse. Also, recently. RVP was on the pitch. So, yeah. okay. just just before the um, before we move on, De Gea was. Wasn't very good either. No. He he he, may, he should have saved Aguero, one of Aguero's goals, which is very close to him, and he also almost let in a Taibi esque yeah. one, <laughs> didn't he? As well, leapt back on yeah. his line and then had yeah. to do a, really have a little quick switch, spin around. Yeah. So all in all, a day to forget for for United. It'll be all right in the end. Don't you worry. Yeah. Don't yeah. you worry. Uh, but well done to Manchester City. West Brom three. Sunderland nil. How Paolo. many managers? <laughs> West Brom. West Brom's seen off so many managers. They love it, don't they? Seasons. Are you giving them credit for Ferguson? 
<laughs> yeah, yeah. Yes, I am. Okay. They saw off Hewton, didn't they? Yeah. I'm yep. pretty sure they saw off Vias Bias as well, didn't yes, they? Yes, they did, yeah, yeah. And they've Unbelievable. Seen, now they've seen off uh, Big Decanio. Yeah. 13 games in charge, Decanio. 13 games. To be, That's to, all it took. Yeah. I, I was it feels like longer, doesn't it? it? feels like longer for those fans. <laughs> for those players, good God. Was there like was a shouting summer. Tasmanian devil in the bloody... I, I, I have to say that I think you guys are the only people that um, would blame West Brom for Paolo Di Canio <laughs> not Paolo Di Canio getting the sack. <laughs> well, you got, oh, you've yeah. got to really look at... You've got to point the finger. Well, Di Canio's impact last season, he only won two games. Now, one of them was a Newcastle... Win yeah. obviously, which is which is going to endear him to the fans, of course. Yeah. But I think in total he won two and drew two, which was enough to keep him up. But it wasn't a great record. They got hammered by Villa, didn't they, as well? Yeah. And so in in many ways his impact was never really felt anyway. He did mm. say, effectively serve from relegation. I know that was a field that was you know. Do you not of, think Martin O'Neill would have done that? Uh, at the end no. of the day, <laughs> not in the state he left the club. <laughs> in the history books, it will go down. Decanio, he was in charge, and they were saved for relegation. Whether the impact was great or not, he was there and he kept them up. Yeah, but that entry in the history book will be very short, won't it? Yeah, what? No, but I think what yeah. the, I would suggest that Sunderland uh, appointed him just to, a little bit of fire in the belly mm. and, and boot them all but up yeah, the but, backside and keep them up. But, it's you, a price but I think that was it. I don't think you can admonish the board and, and Ellis Short from blame for for a few reasons, but most importantly because De Canio and his advisors did a deal where they would apparently where they would get every, he would get every penny of the contract if he was fired, which is a terrible piece of business mm. and isn't really thinking. Long term, that's sort of short term. Is that's thinking long term? Yeah. They've not said, "Oh, yeah, you can be manager for eight games or ten games or whatever." You said thirteen games. Secondly, I know there's a different setup when it comes to um, to, to recruitment at Sunderland, but De Canio is certainly involved with with a huge amount of players going one way he and saw, a huge new players coming in. He so, saw so many players and bought like an entire team. Yeah. They're still the going to be banging trouble, even if even if they when they start get a new manager. Because and to, to back up your point and sort of contradict myself slightly, actually, um, from the early point that I was beginning to make. They've got a director of football now, who um, mm. Italian chap himself, and I think he was there. Who who? And he's, of, he's not been sacked, has he? No, no, he's not been sacked. But he was kind of getting Decanio in, and I think a lot of the background staff of um, or backroom staff mm. rather um, are Italian guys, and they uh, it's a more continental system. Perhaps Decanio is used to. He was an advocate of that kind of thing. So the next person going in, the time scale it takes. If he's not if he's not the right manager for the job today. He wasn't the right manager for the job six months ago. Mm. And they hired him six months ago, so they need to take some of the blame for that. Of course. It, it, I mean, it has to be that, you know, his just behaviour became ridiculous, just to the point where it was worth the money to get rid of him. Um, Must be, it's, yeah. It's just unreal. I mean, the talk is that he'd said to... Because you know, he'd been publicly slating players by name, personally, in the yeah. press, which is outrageous. Two games in the season. Yeah, really, really harsh. Um, and apparently he invited certain players to go to the board and ask for him to be sacked well, if they didn't want to play for him, which they just did. Well, no, that, that's <laughs> it not, worked. Well, yeah. It's not quite... He, they, they had uh, a crisis <laughs> meeting. Decanio called them in on the Sunday after the game. And then started pointing the finger at certain players, and they turned around and told him what they thought of him in, in, uh, it's in it's explicit interesting. terms. And he said, "Well, if you don't like it, go and uh, tell them to sack me." It always and they did. It always I had, and I, I believe that was um, spearheaded by Lee Catamar, actually, if you can believe that, which I'm sure you can. Mm. Um, the, the one of the things that reminds me of is what um, you know, Clive Woodward, who won the World Cup with England, rugby, in, in yeah. yeah, and he. Um, he said that um, it's, it's, it's the conceived wisdom or, or the sort of accepted... It's the right decision. It's the accepted wisdom that, that when you win a game, you give your players a day off as a reward and you say, right, see you on Monday, whatever. If you, and when you lose a game, you invite your players in to try and sort it out. He said what you should do is the opposite. If they win a game, you should say, right, get yourself back in tomorrow because we want to keep this going. If you lose a game, you say, have a day or two off, forget mm. about it, get out of your system. Mm. Yeah. And so the Canyon's obviously gone for the opposite of that. <laughs> um, now that's not why he's a bad manager. I think he's probably you know, outdated his style. Doesn't really work with top players, as we said at the start. But, but, but I think tactically he's probably okay. He did but very, very well manager. with Swindon. Yeah, yeah. I mean, no, it's the man management well, problem. Steve, isn't it? Steve Bruce, uh, who we'll come on to in just a minute, Pete. Don't you worry. Um, <laughs> he said that uh, Decanio's man management style is you just can't do that in the Premier League. Yeah. No, he, he's he not going to really, wash the players who are actually he, good. He shouts, and, and we saw what he was like at Swindon. Remember when he pulled the goalkeeper, off yeah. the, so yeah. to speak, <laughs> about 15 minutes in or something? Yeah. He's very fiery, as we all know, and we've used that word many times to describe the, the man. The thing he did with the crowd was pure partridge. For mm. me, that was even better. <laughs> that was even better than the big man, Phil Brown, at Hull. It was up there. Yeah. What does he expect with? That, but not getting out. too close. 
Yeah. Like not, not getting too close, kind of... And get this sort of weird sign language type standoff. I thought he was doing that thing that Italians do where they say... Is it chin up. Is it no, chin, was, I think he was, he was doing chin up. I know yeah. he was doing chin up, yeah. but it looked yeah. like he was doing, you know, that... Yeah, if you were in the stands, your, you might not be sure. kind of like... <laughs> I'm, not, I'm not going to absolve, completely absolve Sunderland fans from blame for this. Disappointing amount of wanker signs. <laughs> well, it should have been more. Yeah, I think so, yeah. After a while, even the fans turned to go back inside, weren't they? No, but but I, I think the fans were so baffled. Yeah. <laughs> He's come out. Is he slagging they've, us off? No, they've never seen someone in a suit before. <laughs> yeah. Oh, dear. Oh, nasty. Yeah. Okay. Oh, okay. Um, that's, that's undone all, that, all those years of hard work on that Sunderland podcast you sometimes guest on, isn't it? <laughs> when Dicario was asked at his last press conference um, for Sunderland after the Massingers was from, he was asked, why? Uh, what were you trying to say to the fans after the game? And he said, pick me, blame me, leave the players out. I have no worries about that because they, <laughs> they are supporters. Are, Paolo, they are. <laughs> yeah. well, so, so, so he's saying, pick me, I'm the one who's to blame. Then he calls a crisis meeting and gets everybody and goes, right, you lot are to blame. And then he canes the players in public anyway. I, yeah, I, don't, I don't think that's quite in the right order, though, is it? Wow. Well, no, he's, he's slagging the players off in public before. Yeah. Then he says, blame me. Then he calls the crisis meeting and then blames the players. Maybe it was sort of like a just, you know, it was lost in translation and he, he sort of meant, allow me to blame the players. <laughs> <laughs> Leave it to me. I'm going to slaughter these yeah. the, the crats. The thing is, Jim, that's the only explanation that <laughs> makes <laughs> some kind of sense. Presumably he's going to break back in and take his stuff, right? Well, yeah. <laughs> I'm glad you said it, yeah. because I was going to if you didn't. Um, <laughs> but he's gone, ladies and gentlemen, he's gone. Uh, but West Brom, good win for them. Sessegnon scored against his mm. former club mm. and didn't really celebrate. Pathe- well done. Pathetic. Yeah. Well, Sessegnon um, was another one. Didn't Decanio call him irrelevant? <laughs> Not anymore. <laughs> yeah, that is hugely relevant. Yeah. That's quite a, a lovely insult from a yeah. manager, yeah. considering what... Um, you know, just up the road, joking here or something like yeah. that. So. Uh, Ridgewell and uh, Amalfitano. He had a lovely afternoon. Yeah, brilliant goal from him. So, uh, so West Brom, they're, they're up and running. Um, yeah, slow start, but they seem to have uh, found their found their foot mm-hmm. feet now. Yeah. You know what I mean? It's a nice fixture to have, isn't it? <laughs> yeah. In the circumstances. Let's talk about uh, one of the best games of the weekend in England: uh, West Ham two, Everton. <laughs> Three. Ravel mm. Morrison uh, got the opener. Much has been talked and said about. I'm him pleased about. I'm pleased for that for him because I've heard reports that he's actually starting to really take his football seriously now, which is what mm. he was needed. He was touted as like. And he's Paul Scholes, wasn't he? Yeah. Yeah. Got his first name on his shirt. That's big time. <laughs> Gary Neville did say a week or two ago on Sky. He said that he's played and trained with Ravel Morrison since he was a very young. Chat. And he said he can be whatever player he wants to be. So he's, he's so, so much talent. It just depends. What on... a bad one for a while he chose. Yeah, he did choose to be a bad one, but apparently he's going to be a good one now. And if you think that Joe Cole can't really stay fit, they've not got an awful lot of creative options. So he can be a real, he can be a really important player for West Ham. Mm. I think he knows that, and I yeah. think that's why Sam Adams has given him the opportunity. Yeah, yeah I'm pleased yeah. to see him taking it. Yeah. They're forever gurgling gravy. <laughs> Should we talk about Baines as free kicks? Love little job. My lovely old it's, job. It's it's one of the most delightful things. There's like a lovely, it's, scoring a free kick. There's a lovely yeah. sort of fan cam sort of where somebody's just filmed because obviously the free kicks never yeah. gets their cameras out for some fucking reason. <laughs> and uh, and 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 they're shouting by the, the next free kick. Do it again. Do it again. <laughs> he does. By Jordan, well, that reason clearly is to entertain people like you, Pete. Which yeah. you did. Yeah. Yeah. It did. You're I, right. The beauty of a Baines free kick is that it's always a banana shot. Yeah, <laughs> you don't see so many the of them. It's second great. one, it was right death, in the corner. Death the second one, you couldn't have placed in a better position with your hand. Yeah, it was right in the corner. The, the, the second one, any player from any period in history would have gone. Oh, yeah, lovely, lovely. Yeah. <laughs> it was glorious, just mm. the way he touched in off the it. Post. Ooh. Mm. Would, would, he, would he take free kicks for England? I mean, probably Gerard and Lampard are ahead of him in the pecking order. I know yeah, he doesn't often start, obviously. He should do. Yeah. Is it fair to say that Lukaku um, header was uh, G-esque as well? Oh, he really put himself in there, didn't he? He really put yeah, himself on the line. Knocked out yeah. um, from the collision after. What a warrior. Didn't even know he scored. Yeah. Um, but yeah, <laughs> well, it was a bit of good news for a minute when he comes round. Yeah. <laughs> Who scored, mate? Yeah. <laughs> you did that, lose uh, oxygen to your brain for uh, 10 seconds. And yeah. It was that good. But you did score. <laughs> yeah, yeah. <laughs> um, your legs are gone. Yeah, but a great win for Everton. I mean, West Ham did have Noble sent off after he scored a, a penalty. Which second, was a sending off. I mean, yeah, the, the, two bookables. Yeah, the second one. I, I can't really remember the first one, actually. But I the think he pulled the player back. Yeah, he did, a, didn't he? Which which is is a a straight yellow, and the second one was definitely yellow. Straight yellow. Oh, but the day belonged to Bainesy. Mm. Look at old Leighton Bainesy. Uh, another 3-2 scoreline was recorded in the Premier League at the weekend. Uh, it was Newcastle United 2, Hull 3. Mm. Steve Bruce was dancing on the touchline. Pete Donaldson. There's a lot of that in your cast, isn't there? A lot of people what, dancing at home, jump around, <laughs> yeah, just doing, dancing doing on your, knee slides. Your grave. Pete, would that go down as a poor result, would it? 
Uh, yeah. <laughs> <laughs> but, you know, they, they always lose against Hull, so it's not like it's a massive surprise, but it, was, it would have been nice to have recorded, yeah, like, always. I think it was the first, it would have been the first time since 2001 we won three matches on the trot. I was, at a, I was at a wedding on Saturday and the groom was a Newcastle fan, mm. real real broad Geordie, and I'm not joking, on his, on his wedding day, in the evening, he was actually annoyed. He was like... <laughs> Just ruined my day. Just ruined my day. It's like your wedding day. How's it ruined your day? I, l- I love the fact that you say, well, we always lose to Hull. Can you imagine if Pardew had said that? Before the game. Before the game. We always lose to Hull. Forget it. Go on. Yeah. There's no point. It's a no pointer. To be fair. Yeah, it's a bonus if we get anything, which we won't because we always lose. Yeah. <laughs> Joking is going, well, you signed it, scored two goals. Yeah. <laughs> yeah, it was, it was, I think it's the first match he's attended this season. Kinnear and It's the uh, first time he's sat next to Ashley. Yeah. Right? Yeah. That groom I was talking to you about did actually say to me, we were two one up when I did my speech. I don't, I don't know what's happened. <laughs> Brilliant. Yeah, joking. It said in the in the match program at St James's Park, it was a very fr- uh, it was very frustrating that we did not add at least another signing to the squad in the recent window. But it was not for lack of effort. Uh, and went on to say a lot more. Didn't he not say though the other week when they said, "Why have you not signed any more players?" He said, "Well, we were happy with the squad." Yeah. I don't think he wrote that because there's not enough swear words in it, yeah. <laughs> and it wasn't written in crayon. <laughs> yeah. But I mean, Newcastle, Pete. I mean, it was it was an in, it was an interesting match. I think once um, Kabai went off, once we started pumping the ball up, doing the long ball game. It just it every time we play the, Newcastle play the long ball game, it's just kind of like it, it just does not work. We look bad. Cesar just looks isolated and yeah. annoyed. It's another match he's not scored. It's it's just no good. Just no good. Defensively, they look really disorganised yeah. after two matches where they look really quite good indeed. Defensively, they, they look like they don't know what they're supposed to be doing. <laughs> well, that's, but <laughs> after really two basic. matches when they really, really did, which is the most galling thing. It's just, mm. you know, mm. hull a hull for crying out loud. Mm. Steve Bruce is Steve Bruce for crying out loud. You're putting, you're putting that, when you see that fixture list come out you, and you're at home against a promoter club, you've got to do better than that. You, yeah. you can't mm. see three at home to Hull and no disrespect to Hull but well a fair bit of disrespect to Hull because I don't think they're that good but they shouldn't be considered that many goals for them and if Steve Bruce is dancing in celebration on the touchline fucking get out of the game you're in the wrong game if you're making Steve Bruce dance you're so shit get out of the game You, you can't be conceding goals where someone lofts in a free kick that just no one gets on the end of. Mm. <laughs> no, <laughs> exactly. exactly. Yeah. I think Steve Bruce got the memo that it is also called the Cave of Funk. Yeah. <laughs> He's kind of <laughs> He's dancing like a really embarrassing uncle at a wedding. Uh, do you like how he Which calls... he's almost certainly been in the yeah. Do you like it's... how he calls Gary Lineker Gaz on Match of the Day? Oh. <laughs> war, war Gaz. War Gaz. Can you imagine just twerking around the place. Oh, <laughs> come on. Uh, come on. <laughs> Let's move on to another away win for Southampton. Mm-hmm. It's Liverpool. What is a great uh, win for, for Southampton. It's a shame for, for Liverpool. They've done, they've done very well. Bit of an off um, day for Liverpool, really. First goal they've conceded at the home this season, I think. Yeah. And, and, and they've generally been very good. So, um, yeah, it's just one of those days. An anomaly. Think. We yeah, hope I think so. Liverpool I think so. I just, I just can't see past Arsenal for the title. Oh. <laughs> well, they won. Chelsea, though, they, they haven't won <laughs> a game for a few games, but now they have against Fulham, Oscar and, and Obi mm. um, Mikel. Strange what's happening with Matter, isn't it? Mm. Mourinho's my, doing a proper casillas on it. Broke my heart to see him in the uh, in the, in the stands. Well, Mourinho has, has specifically said now I want him to be more persistent and be intelligent with the ball. Didn't he? Did he also said Oscar's got his spot. Somebody gave him the from last season. <laughs> yeah, yeah. <laughs> this is typical of uh, Mourinho as well because I'm pretty sure he went out of his way to make sure everyone knew that Louise and Matter were both fit. <laughs> They're both fully fit, but it's not in the squad. Yeah, it's a really curious way really of doing it. Really making a point. It's like he yeah. just went right. Who's who had the best, you know, passing goal scoring ratio, assist ratio last season? Mm. Went right. He's out. Like yeah. I'm the big dog. Yeah. <laughs> but the thing is, it's like you'd you'd be tempted to say, well, if he keeps being left out in the cold, man, I should go and get him for him. But well, he's not going to join that mob, is he? Um, not join that mob this time in January. It's just... like Mourinho joins clubs like in like prison. You go up to the hardest fella in yeah. in the thing and punch, punch him. him yeah. He shanked. Quite matter. Yeah. <laughs> That's why Raul got out of there a few seasons before. Yeah. When the rumours started flying, he's like, I'm done. Do you reckon he went out to, went out to Matt on the first transition and just gouged him in the eye? <laughs> said, Get used to it. I'm going to make you my bitch. Yeah. <laughs> um, I don't think Mourinho, um, especially if he's been doing that, has quite settled back into life at Stamford Bridge, do you think? No, it's a very different landscape, isn't it? The team's very different. He's even said he doesn't like the way they play, particularly after the uh, the, the Champions League game. Yeah, but I'd week. say Pellegrini looks more settled than Mourinho. Yeah, I agree. Can you, can you get onto the real big news of that game involving Fulham? Yeah, of course I can. Yeah, Marcus Bent. I'm not being funny. I'm not being funny. Darren Bent. Marcus Bent. This is what the listeners want to hear. I don't care what we think about my matter. I care about what we think about the Michael Jackson statue. Oh yes, of course. Yes, it's being it's being removed from the premises. Returning it to Mohammed. 
Al fired. Does he know about it on the heart? That's one in the eye. Yeah, they're just going to fly, isn't it? Just going to fly tip it. On his drive. Like, you know, when they turn that, down that um, Saddam statue, and there's that, <laughs> that big fat guy with a big hammer. Yeah, yeah I remember that. In the bottom of it, it took ages to come down. Oh, well, well, it needed the, maybe the they're going to get the soldiers and the tank to it. <laughs> maybe they're going to get the team to do it. But like they'll all just <laughs> throw a noose around it and drag it down. Stupidly put an American flag. What I'd like to see him do. What I'd like to see him do is basically take it to Al Fire's house. Uh, ring the doorbell and but, uh, set it up like a puppet <laughs> so he thinks actually Michael Jackson's come back yeah but Alfred would have a conversation I know that's why it'd be so good yeah, yeah. yeah. actually yeah and someone should record that can I just say it's a bit selfish by Fulham because I go for <laughs> I go for runs at my lunch break at off, in my office it's right next to Craven Cottage and I really enjoy seeing the Michael Jackson statue mm, every lunch time so now I'm not going to get to see it anymore but just can be you... thankful you're one of the ones who have seen it yeah fair enough you haven't seen it better to have loved and lost isn't it <laughs> he, doesn't, he doesn't own Harrods anymore does he does he own a little bit of it no he sold yeah. it because he was going to have it outside Harrods well you couldn't take it back to the returns sex <laughs> I don't know where he's going to put it I mean it, it looks though like it should be in Madame Tussauds <laughs> it's, it's brilliant I, I know we've spoken about this before but I love that Mohammed managed to get himself into a situation mm. where he just had a statue of one of his dead mates knocking about <laughs> I think I think it could do Morbid. a job on the wing for United what the best the best, the best thing about it was like he couldn't for the life of him see why people would be a little bit disgruntled by yeah. that. He was like, go and support Chelsea or something yeah, like that. He was like, are, you, are you mad? <laughs> it, apparently, he came to watch us. He's obviously a Fulham fan. He's a king of pop. What are you? To- what are you doing with that camera in my face? What's that story. shit? What's your shit? <laughs> what is your problem here? Anyway, why are you must... making a big deal out of this statue? It's a fine. It's a good statue. What's wrong with you? <laughs> Not <laughs> even a good statue. No, honey, are you okay? <laughs> <laughs> oh, dear. Very good. Um, but yeah, the statue is going to beat it. Not, not good not as good okay no. uh, good wins certainly for Arsenal not, certainly not worth that laddiness no, good yeah. wins for Arsenal and Spurs was though. a good win Aaron, Aaron Ramsey's got both... to be the most valuable Welsh footballer in the world They're at the moment isn't he? <laughs> he gave it the old so finger shush to the Stoke fans as well which I enjoyed mm. yeah good who are booing him for having his leg broken yeah <laughs> <laughs> that's not the first time they've done that um, to be but, fair that is a bit out of order from Ramsey yeah <laughs> stuck his shimbo right on shore across his foot <laughs> is that one of the stupidest things fans have done well no it's not because we'd be here all day for the rest of the but uh, booing Ram well, booing, yes, um, booing victims of nice. racism booing yeah, yeah. <laughs> <laughs> and, that, and that's just people in this studio <laughs> <laughs> let's get out of England yeah and go of it. go to Spain um, La Liga happened uh, Rave Acano nil Barcelona four. Not a surprise result, but there was a surprise statistic because for the first time in 136 years oh. league matches, uh, <laughs> Barcelona did not have more possession than their opponents. Pete, hell, that is pretty huge to be fair. But that, um, in a, uh, and I slagged off statistics earlier, but I mean that's Vallecano. I think a second bottom. Oh mm, mate, Vallecano yeah. have been on the end of some absolute spanking. So why are they having more possession than Barcelona? I, I don't know. When, when I when I saw in the running order, Marcus, you'd prepped this question. Yes. I did a bit of thinking about it, uh-huh. which is very much unlike me. Uh-huh. Tends to be my thinking after I speak, usually. <laughs> um, I don't know whether Tata 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 is a source. Yeah, no, he's making a sort of slightly different approach to away games. Well, Martino. Remember Barcelona were talking about, well, lots of people say how Barcelona don't have a plan B and stuff like that. And so maybe he's thinking, well, we can do it a slightly different way. And they won 4-0, so it's worked. That, that thing I would say though is that Vallecano got hammered five 0 against Atletico and five 0 against Malaga. I think. And what I love though is that less. <laughs> yeah, <laughs> yeah. It's almost like some people are treating it as a Vallecano victory. Yeah. That, that, well, think... In that context, it is. They're getting better. <laughs> <laughs> well, it was only four this week. Yeah. Boys. Yeah. Um, yeah. Exactly. We're they're only not bottom because Sevilla have just lost their shit. That's not the. Uh, that's not the stat that matters. No. As, as we all know, but uh, that's not perhaps... the stat that tatters. Indeed. Yeah. But uh, maybe Martino is experimenting with other ideas because uh, PK was one of the players who said recently, yeah, it is nice that we've got um, another another plan, so to speak. Mm-hmm. I mean, I think under Guardiola... Didn't he also massively chip off about Real Madrid in that interview? Probably. Saying, no, they don't want a damn thing and they're going to spend 100 million yeah, but I think that was, that was the directors of Barcelona behind him poking him with his thing because yeah. he's Dance. contractually obliged to saying. say that in <laughs> every interview. But with, 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 with PK and, and a few others, you know, what they're saying is under Guardiola, clearly there was only one plan. The thing is, that plan was bloody excellent. Yeah. Yeah. And it, it now appears to be working for Bayern Munich. I don't know if anyone saw the, oh. the, the highlights well, of their they, game they the They did. It took them a while to get going, but when they did, it was absolutely sort of typical the, the Barcelona style we've expected yeah. already but and, I mean and, and against Schalke also though yeah. also though since 
Guardiola and his doctor, all controversial, have left uh, Barcelona, then mm. I think they might need a plan B because they might be a little bit more tired. These well, days. <laughs> <So> <laughs> that's all I'm saying. Let's I understand what you're trying to okay. I think I many, many, pe- many people you're have. Big, you're ma- big dope. Many, many people, <laughs> many people have, have sort of remarked about how the manner in which Barcelona lost the Champions League last season. Yeah, the, the, against Bayern, Bayern Munich and, and the way it was way it was done and, and maybe they just as a reaction to that they think well we need to sort of bit of change it up if we if we need to and this, Alex this Song's thinking yes here we <laughs> yeah, go yeah. <laughs> yeah. all in time for the World Cup uh, a bit of a hat trick for Pedro nice to see mm, yeah. nice to see mm. uh, Real Madrid beat Getafe uh, 4-1 Bale didn't feature. He was injured in the warm-up. Yeah, it doesn't matter because mm. Isco is literally a better player. <laughs> He's literally better than Bale. Yeah, Isco is a great player. Ronaldo's yeah. not uh, not too shabby. Not too either, shabby. No. Again, what we were saying about last week, the price tag of Gareth Bale sort of takes a bit of pressure off Neymar. It's exactly the same as true of Isco, but yeah. more so. He's so good. Isco. He's a great player. Yeah, against well. Getafe, he was just ridiculous. They couldn't do anything but foul him. They just could not do anything, and he's still it, so yeah. young as well. And Iamendi, um, is that his name? Iamendi, Iamendi, sorry, yeah, he's uh, he's getting some good game yeah. time. Nice yeah. to see. But most, yeah. of the, I mean, it seems to me a lot of the, I mean, if not all of the new signs have settled in really well. Mm. Nice back heel from uh, Ronaldo. Yeah, yeah. Yes, just reminded him who's boss. <laughs> yeah. He hates Bale. Oh, nice. Uh, speaking of back heels, just fly back to the Premier League real quick. Nice back heel from Paulinho as well. Oh yeah, yeah it was a lovely mm, one, wasn't it? Uh, Serie A. There's lots of stuff happening in Serie A so far this season, and this oh. weekend was no exception. There was the Rome. Why would derby. stuff not happen? Uh, yeah. Well, interesting stuff. Yeah. <laughs> um, Lazio were beaten two nil by Rome, and Rome won the oh. uh, Rome won the first uh, Rome derby in two and a half years. Their first yeah, feisty. Mm. They also keep their 100 percent start to the season intact. That was very, very emotional. He <laughs> yeah. scored, wasn't he? It's a beautiful moment. He said, there was a lovely quote from him saying, sometimes when you do something on the football pitch, you don't realise what you've done till after. But I knew what I'd done. Yeah. <laughs> he's not even from Rome, is he? He's I don't think Roman. you need to be well, to get involved in, in it's such It's normally the hometown though. players who behave out there, isn't it? That's what I'm saying. Yeah. I know Italian people generally are just emotional, aren't they? Well, let them be. Yeah. Um, uh, I, I like it. I the, enjoy that. There was, there was uh, a big moment in uh, the Milan-Napoli game. <laughs> Pepe Reina saved the Mario Balotelli penalty. Yeah, yeah. you're welcome, saved Pepe. It very well. Well, he's obviously listening. Yeah, yeah, absolutely. Because we said every you said. time. Well, you know, come <laughs> to me for videos yeah. of of a penalty taking nature. Well, I thought you were going to say, as a man who's missed many penalties in the past, <laughs> I'll, uh, I'll give you some advice. Well, we said he always sticks it to the keepers. Right. The, the trouble is for the goalkeeper is he always plants it perfectly right in yeah, the it was well, very near interestingly Reina. there was an Italian goalkeeper or ex-goalkeeper who was on Italian television this week saying before, this is before saying the, Marcus Bell is right no this is before the, the penalty was missed he said um, he said it, he can tell where Balotelli is going to put his penalties um, depending on how Keep quick his run up is Okay. so apparently he changes it Depending on how fast he runs mm. up, and he tries to do it so he looks like he wants to keep it to move first, doesn't mm. he? And Rainer didn't move first this time, but his reactions Rainer, are, so, are so good even mm. now that it was Rain, a superb well, save. Rainer's a good penalty stopper we've yeah. seen in the past before. But Balotelli had some afternoon. I'd like to know if any other player has won a penalty, mm-hmm. missed a penalty, scored a goal from outside Lovely the area, as well. and been sent off after full time in the same game. <laughs> yeah. That's unbelievable. He, he had a proper little duel with Rainer. Yeah. And the, the goal he finally did score was an absolute belter. So he sort of won. Consolation, mm. though, wasn't it? But Napoli are going great guns, aren't they? they yeah, it's yeah, the a great manager. We've we got this weird yeah. sort of coloured... A lot of people have got a weird sort of like coloured opinion of Benitez because of maybe a bit of a meltdown with Ferguson and he, he left maybe a little bit under a cloud at Liverpool. But he got on the second in the league. Yeah, he's won the UEFA Cup with Chelsea. He's won two European trophies yeah. with two English sides. Mm. Yeah. Two U- Champions League finals with Liverpool, won one of them. Yeah. And, we're, and they played better in the second one. Won we, the don't, league. we don't need to... Won know, the league with Valencia. But there's a number of yep. foreign managers that have come to the league. Like, Wande uh, uh, Ramos was another one who mm. was a good manager. Mm. You know, and Benitez... And, and Sven, you know, there's was, a few of them. Ramos was poor in England, though, whereas Benitez was achieved a lot. They yeah. didn't hear that little uh, mention <laughs> there, listeners. I think I can away <laughs> with it. Um, but yes, uh, Benitez... Um, Ramos, Sven, there's a few. So, uh, <laughs> they did that time. Uh, but uh, Higuain getting the winner. I mean, loves it. Indeed. He started duck, to... Duck to warm water. And, he's, and the type, of, and the type of goal he scored wasn't a typical Higuain goal either, which is encouraging for him. Yeah. Um, the old lady, they won again, Tevers and Lorente. Good to see yeah. Lorente scoring. He's had a yeah. torrid time, isn't he? Or he's seemed to be had up a to funny them. old time, really, hasn't he? He seemed to celebrate alone. 
which is um, worrying. Did he? In fact, there's talk that Carlos Tevez told him he was the worst strike partner he'd ever had. <laughs> I don't know Carlos. how true that is. Well, Tevez Carlos. did score a lovely goal, but yeah. he's, a, as we know, a disruptive little Tevez bastard. has played with... Who did Tevez play with? He's supposed to play with Welbeck, hasn't he? <laughs> who, did he play, who did Tevez play up front with West Ham? Not worse no. than Lorenzo. <laughs> Carlton Cole, perhaps. <laughs> right there at Come the same on, time. Tevez. <laughs> <laughs> Come oh, on, Tevez. That's poor. Very poor. Um, <laughs> and Inter won 7-0. They've had a great start to the season, haven't they? It's great to see Milito get a couple... Did he get a couple? On, the, uh, he on, the, on the new he boys. Melita, yeah, he came on. Well, it was a funny thing, actually, that that result. And the, the reason why I put that in there, because um, new boys, um, Sassuolo, um, they've, they've the first time in Serie A, so it's a bit of a shame to see them get hammered by the big mm. boys. But normally in Italy, they have a culture of not scoring too many goals. Well, you know, when you're 4-0 up, 5-0 up, you kind of ease off. That's the, the yeah. culture there. Inter... When I think they were four 0 up, and then Melito came on, I thought, "Oh no, no this is, he's going to help himself <laughs> yeah. to a couple." Yeah, yeah. <laughs> yeah. So yeah, seven 0 So very, very rare scoreline that league, ladies and gentlemen, mm. in Serie A. Also, of, um, uh, the, the culture. Melito, I'm pretty sure Melito didn't know whether he was going to be able to come back at all after yeah. that injury he had. He's not getting any younger, obviously, yeah, yeah, yeah. and so mm. it's great to see him score a couple. Great play, great I think play. he got two anyway. Uh, and just before we finish uh, the the football roundup in in Europe, League uh, Paris Saint Germain one, oh. Monaco one. Um, Ibrahimovic and Falcao, the scorers of the two big boys. Yeah, two sort of really, really sort of. Uh, almost tap-ins. Ibra scored with his studs again. Yeah, he yeah. did, yeah. Nicked yeah. in front of the keeper, didn't he? It's Falcao with a very brave diving header. Was it a, was it a header? I think it was so. like a tap-in. I thought it was with his, with his foot, but it was an odd angle. I only saw it It was a one. very odd angle, but I think it was... Not the bravest piece of heading work we saw Good on God. the weekend. Did you no. see... What was his name? Um, Inguiez or somebody right. for Argentinos Juniors. I've not seen this. He does a sliding tackle with his head. I've, yeah. n- I've never seen anything like it. Broke but... three teeth. Yeah, <laughs> but it it looked it was very much deliberate. Like yeah, well, it, I think was... he was falling over. As no, but you see, there's through. a point where he makes a conscious decision to yeah. go. Yeah, I just do it with my he face. He's, isn't it? He's going down there. He goes in for a penny. Smash. Yeah. <laughs> out they well. go. <laughs> but he also sort of manages to successfully take out the other player with his face. Yeah. <laughs> really, John Terry. Yes. The, the, the other player sort of stares down as if to go. I'm not getting. T- I'm not going off for this. Yeah. <laughs> 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 Kicked in the face, broke his teeth. <laughs> Get out! Right, that's, it was uh, really oh, more that that guy was a head butted in the foot. Man and ball, head and ball, Alan ball. Uh, yeah, well, actually, Zoe ball. We are balls out the bath. <laughs> Put them back in. Yeah. Um, well, we are staying in Europe for the next bit, but we're stopping with with the actual playing side, and we're going to go to the FIFA house. Mm. Mm-hmm. FIFA House, if we've got time. There's a lot of talk at the moment surrounding the, the 2022 World Cup, which will be held in Qatar. The debates are, should Qatar host the tournament in winter or summer, and should Qatar host the tournament at all? No. Well, new evidence has apparently emerged, ladies and gentlemen. That, uh, the that, sun still exists. Uh, yeah. <laughs> they're, they're suggesting there was foul play during the bidding process, who would have thought? Set Blatter, who was, and probably still is, believe it or not, against the World Cup in being in Qatar. He is, actually. Let it be known, Sepp Blatter is not for that World Cup. They played to Sepp there. Um, and he doesn't always get his way. He won in 2006 in South Africa, which yeah. went to Germany. So he's still evil, but maybe not as much as we thought. Um, I don't see a massive problem with having being in that place. It's a good, you know, it's a, it'll be a really interesting World Cup. It'll fuck everything up. I'll tell you, I'll tell you really what's wrong with it. I'll tell you there's new evidence. Blatter <laughs> himself said there was definitely direct political influence in the, in the voting. I get that every blooming time. Well, Blatter's saying it. He said European leaders recommended to voting members um, to opt for Qatar because of major economic interests in the country. Now, as we know, if, if there is political influence, then FIFA, they ban countries, don't they? Mm-hmm. We've seen that before. Mm. Blatter, <laughs> Blatter let, 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 let it be clear, Blatter does not want the the World Cup in Qatar, and he hates Michelle Platini, mm. and Platini wants the World Cup in Qatar. <laughs> Is that why he doesn't want it in Qatar? Maybe. Yeah. <laughs> it's one of the reasons. I think I think Platini wanted, he likes a legacy, uh, that's why he pushed for it to be in South Africa, he got his way in the end, but I think that was a success. Uh, in the Russian uh, World Cup that will be in 2018, <laughs> again, a bit dodgy, but... Russia can host a World Cup. They, they, they will be ready for that. I would. I would well, you, got, you can't get into a situation where hosting the World Cup is like a closed shop when only certain mm. countries yeah. can do no, it. Absolutely, Qatar yeah. can yeah. definitely host a World Cup. God, good God, they're rich. You yeah. Know? Yeah. but not currently. They've they've they're miles and miles away from from but they're, having it's also a stadium. years away. Is it Pete, years you're not as rich away. as you because you do a, you do a lot of voiceover. <laughs> like, yeah. you, you do get a lot of voiceover yeah. work. Yeah. Not for popping up on everything. No, specifically not for football this year. No. Phone, call, phone didn't ring, did it? You're yeah. like Alan Kerbishley, you were sitting there. You <laughs> know it's coming up. You know the job was coming up. I just, I just hit the phone on loud. You might have had it on at the dinner table to your missus. Didn't ring. Have I got reception? Is that, is that reception? Yeah, it didn't ring, did it? Full buzz. 
<laughs> Jim. I do, I do have to agree with um, what certain people from FIFA have said is that, you know, the World Cup is for everyone. Um, so, you know, in, in theory, I'm sure, you know, Qatar could do a very, very good World Cup, but it just it just smacks of so much corruption, doesn't it? You do, yeah, it, but it's always really corrupt. You've got, you've got yeah. to we have some sort of process. Yeah, but you've got to have some sort of process. So, so I understand the principle of giving it to a country that hasn't had it before and not making it a well, close shot. It's not shot. just a country, it's a region Indeed. that's not had it before. Yeah, absolutely. But you've got to do things that you've got to say, okay, then you need to show willing. You've got to set up a really successful league first. You've got to show how much yeah. appetite there is for the game there. You've got to attract players. You've got to do all these things. You can't just stick it in there. Mm-hmm. And then go, well, there you go, you can have it. But when have South Africa ever attracted players? You Quite. know what I mean? Well, they haven't got a, a, yeah, big, a big league system. But what, what I would argue is how um, into the bid system um, for, the, for the World Cup everyone was and how much of a big deal it was. Yeah. Who bidded for, for the, um, the European... The European Championships. Oh, in 2020? Nobody. I think I made a bid at one point. <laughs> no, well, actually... Oh, in, in, my house. And then you realised the football manager money wasn't coming through, so you couldn't <laughs> afford it. <laughs> well, actually, in 2020, a lot of countries have now bid for the semi-finals and the final. Yeah. But, it, but now, it, now it's gone European-wide, but it only went European-wide because there were no bids coming in. Oh, Tur- I see what you mean. Turkey sort of went, we'll have it if we don't get the Olympics or whatever. Mm. You, we, you know, and yeah. and mm. I think I think at the last minute, Scotland, Wales and, and, and Ireland went, yeah, we'll, we'll have it. Mm. Nobody seems to want it. And the UEFA literally went... What? I've never even heard of these countries. <laughs> Scotland. <laughs> it was embarrassing. It's embarrassing, though, that, you know. Andy com- Rocks was just like, yeah, yeah. <laughs> everyone's complaining about the European Championships being held across Europe and stuff. I'm not. I don't see it as a massive problem in the same way that we enjoyed World Cup 94. Yeah, and that was a fun. massive, massive uh, distance to be travelled. But it only came about because nobody bidded for it. And nobody, you know, n- nobody saw the financial, um, you know, uh, d- decision behind it, sort of say, oh, well, we need this. This is going to make us a lot of money. Because it clearly doesn't make anybody that much money, the European Championships. The only obvious solution to both the Euros in 2022 and, uh, sorry, in 2020 and the World Cup in 2022, being slightly in doubt over what's going to happen, put them in Mexico. It's always worked before. Yeah. It's been an issue, just have it in They're Mexico the and it'll be brilliant. Option. They're just a fullback option. That is, that is very true. Yeah. There's definitely no criminal problems in Mexico at the moment, so you yeah. easily do it. Easy. Fine. The, the trouble with the um, 2022 World Cup, will it be in January at the start of the year? Or in December at the end of the year. Mm, you see? Who knows? Oh, I'd love to have a Christmas. Would you? Imagine a yeah. Christmas World Cup would be amazing. Yeah, it would. <laughs> Excuse to get away at the sunshine. I'm on board. I'm yeah. on board. Yeah. Oh, no. I, won't go- I won't be going. I'll be watching it with my turkey. <laughs> yeah. <laughs> I'm not missing out on one dinner. If they qualify. <laughs> if they qualify. <laughs> oh, you ruined that. I was in the, as in the country. <laughs> Sorry. Yeah, yeah, yeah. Uh, well, they disagree uh, with you, Sep. But yeah. I'm Team Sep on yeah. this issue, I'm afraid, yeah. still. As you are on most things, right? To be fair. Usually. Well, you're dining at football's top table these days, aren't you, sir? FA Club. Speller yeah. over there. Yeah. You, you definitely think that um, ladies' football should have those tighter pants. Don't yeah. you? <laughs> to be fair, you're bang on board with that. Set, nice. Since Sepp's got into FIFA, women's football's grown a hell of a lot. Yeah. The man mm. likes them women's. <laughs> uh, anyway, I'm, I'm clipping that. <laughs> <laughs> it's time for Pete's game. It is time for Pete's game. And uh, once again, I have had very little to do with it. Uh, <laughs> Thank you it's, to it's uh, good delegation. It really, really is. Yeah. <laughs> this is FIFA delegation. Yeah. Um, hello to uh, Ben Walsh. Thank you for all of this. Uh, he's, even up, he's even come up with the, uh, the title as well. Ben. Ngog Maria Void. Oh, that's Ooh. good. Ooh. That's yeah. good. But it's ben, better it's written down. I can't emphasise this enough to our listeners. Don't give him suggestions, and he'll have to do it himself. <laughs> Stop <laughs> helping him. I'm busy. Yeah, busy B. Yeah. Come on, get on with it. What G- are you doing? G- GTA Not recording voiceovers. <laughs> 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 you camped out outside football manager with a placard, <laughs> free Pete Donaldson. <laughs> Pray for Pete. Oh dear. Get Pray for Pete. Um, get on with it. Uh, I was born in Suguela, uh, Ivory Coast, on December the 31st, 1976. Stop. <laughs> Francis Bernali. <laughs> no. no. Stop. Uh, Didier Drogba. No. Stop. Is it Lillian Taram? No. I made my professional club debut for Stade de Abidjan uh, in 94-95. I got my big break a year later in a move to Montpellier where I played 76 times, scoring 25 goals. I was officially the best player on Championship Manager 97-98. to <laughs> Stop. Ibrahim Bakayoko. <laughs> it is. Yeah. Yeah. Oh, well done, that, that's two in a row, I think. Oh, I'm on a hat trick. Yeah. I think uh, I got a 4.5 million move to the Premier League in uh, 1998. Uh, he played a, load, a total of 23 times in England, scoring seven goals in all competitions. Not the worst ever. Memorable goal against Blackburn, of course. I went back to France a year later to Marseille. I played 115 games there. Played uh, 45 times for Ivory Coast. 30 goals. Again, an excellent, excellent at return. 2010-2011, uh, I was the top scorer in the Greek second division. My nickname in England was uh, Baka Joke or 
package. Oh, was it? I don't remember. Oh, I don't remember that either. Because I was gash. A little bit yeah. rude. A little oh, bit rude. Uh, ben. Ben Walsh. You let yourself down there. Let yourself ben. Thank you, Ben. Thank yeah. you for that. Not very gentle, Ben. No. Correspondence? Go on, Have then. Have you got any emails yeah. or was it just me this just week? Just you, baby. All right. That's what the listeners want. <laughs> Question of the week this week is, <laughs> where do you expect Paolo Di Canio to pop up next? Uh. And what will he be doing? First answer, Abyssinia. Which is one for the Italian politics fans. Okay, yeah, right, okay. Yeah, yeah. Second answer. Oh, that was from uh, Warsaw Football, by the way. Second, uh, writing a lifestyle blog for the Daily Mail. <laughs> you can know oh, as a theme I here. I'd love yeah, to yeah, read yeah, that. Yeah, yeah, yeah. Good, can, good, that's good, from good. Ian Lane. Um, John Hissett suggests making a music video to If You Don't Know Me By Now and turning up at the Sunderland training <laughs> ground with a dog to lift him around. He's not going to phone ahead. <laughs> George Ogier says, working in a dominatrix club where he'll continue to get paid to tell people they're worthless pieces of shit. <laughs> Very creative. Coming up, this is from Guna John, and I like this one because I want you guys to consider it. Yeah. The next Muppet movie is Animal the Drummer. He does look like him, doesn't he? Mm. I like that as a lookalike. If he was going to be a, a Muppet, it would be Animal. Yeah. Eyebrows, I, open mouth, yeah, I'd go with that. Yeah. Like, ah. yeah. Um, Daniel tours knee through the Facebook on another politicish one. Uh, hopefully British Rail. <laughs> 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 I like that. Uh, and Sam Wingrove follows up with at Club Wembley with Marcus, quaffing caviar and swan's blood. Anything to add to that, Marcus? Uh, he'll have to tone it down a bit. Yeah. <laughs> and will he have to endorse some sort of Adidas thing? He'll have his own stuff on the go. Yeah, I'm sure yeah. Um, Paul Horsewood's making a point. Probably the Football Ramble and probably launching the new and improved Paolo Di Canio Hall of Fame. Mm. Well, not coming that's, back. That's not, not going to happen. No. And uh, let's finish off with one, two more. David Abbott suggests the lead suspect in the trial of John O'Shea's murder. <laughs> <laughs> and friend of the Ramble, Murray James, Syria or Syria? Either way, using chemical weapons. <laughs> <laughs> That's it from me. Work. Hey, you guys got any suggestions? That Probably was naughty, not. Murray. Yeah, it was, wasn't it? Naughty, Murray. I only got through the through the net because he's friend of the ramble. Uh, okay, yeah, it's a clause. Past the firewall. Yeah. <laughs> uh, right, I think that's it for this week, ladies and gentlemen. Uh, good to have you listening once again. If you want to get in touch, the email address is show at thefootballramble.com. The Twitter is at footballramble, and the website is thefootballramble.com. Say goodbye, Pete. Uh, goodbye, Pete. I must uh, remind everyone that uh, oh, cool. Saturday rock and roll football. Get your head back in the game, uh, Marcus Speller. Yeah. Uh, Man City are going to be travelling to the Villa, and we're going to be taking in that match on Absolute Radio. You can listen on AbsoluteRadio.co.uk. Uh, Gene Simmons in the studio uh, before <laughs> as well. Wow, talking about his love of uh, I don't know the Barclays Premier League. Should have got him here for this. <laughs> <laughs> now uh, say goodbye. Goodbye. Say goodbye, Luke. Uh, goodbye. Jim. Goodbye. And it's goodbye from me, darlings. I'm doing the Gene Simmons tongue. Oh, yeah. Nice, isn't it? Yeah, it's not really an audio one, that. Yeah, a little bit. What a disgusting noise. That's what I say about your contribution. <laughs> <laughs> deserves the best and there's no better place to shop for Mother's Day than Whole Foods Market. They're your destination for unbeatable savings. From premium gifts to show-stopping flowers and irresistible desserts. Start by saving 33% with Prime on all body care and candles. Then get a 15-stem bunch of tulips for just $9.99 each with Prime. Round out mom's menu with festive rosé, irresistible berry chantilly cake and more special treats. Come celebrate Mother's Day at Whole Foods Market.